0: My feelings are hurt. You haven't FaceTimed me in the past week, honestly. So much going on in the world. Our group chat's empty.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. I've been in the soul-sucking throes of crippling depression. I about escaped it. I did. I thought, well, hell yeah, I'm going to get through a summer. Ironically, the worst. Eh. Kind of the worst summer. Kind of the best summer. (laughs) I don't even know what to to make of this moment.
0: (laughs) It is a very contradictory feeling, because you, like... I mean, it's just a lot of grief, a lot of anger, and a lot of excitement all at once. It's, like, hard to hold and understand even my own interior, my own internal shit right now.
1: Yeah. And, of course, I have
0: no fucking therapist, so...
2: (laughs) Wow. Welcome to the rest... Of our lives,
0: <laughs> Well, Tom, you know, you can always call me and we can soak in the bath together and grumble.
1: Well, I'd be honored. You know, I do love a bath.
0: Oh, yeah. I just ordered IKEA furniture for my bathroom. <laughs> to go next to my bathtub.
1: <laughs> I should never gave you money. <laughs> Incredible. Well, um... Welcome
2: to the show, friends. It is Thursday, June 4th, 2020. I have to start putting a date on these because things move so fast that um, they are outdated within a day or two, um, which is not the first time we've said that this year. Obviously, we have gone through several. It's weird. It's like events have lurched. You know, they've gone through these weird phases where they'll lurch forward at a rapid pace and then kind of teeter backwards and then things kind of start getting banal and bizarre again and then they lurch forward and then they teeter backwards. It's this weird movement. It's a weird lurching and teetering. Thing. <laughs> 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 a little
0: bit of a seesaw we got going here.
2: A little bit of a seesaw. That's right. Um, so So to sort of uh, bring things up to speed, I need to put a preface on this episode by saying that most of the information I receive about the world right now is filtered through either social media or mass media. So I can't really be depended on to have a adequate grasp on things as they are happening because there's so much fake shit out there uh you know you don't even know what to believe i mean um you see videos and you hope that they are uh, up to date and not taken five years ago because here's the thing like some of these videos could have been taken five years ago and you know it's just nothing has changed since then police are still police and so you so it's hard to know what events are happening when and where and what's that? What what information is accurate? I guess is what I'm saying.
0: What what does that? What's that word? I need to write it down. If I can learn something once in a while, the guy told us, Tom. What's this crisis called?
1: An epistemological
0: crisis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of those. Here we are again. <laughs> Good job, writing that one down, Tonya. <laughs> It's like, I have to take notes at the doctor because I don't understand any fucking thing they say. I'm going to start taking notes right. when we record.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's hard to know. And so, but but that could not, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. For that reason, this podcast could be viewed as um, a perspective f- from someone who gets most of their information from social faulty media. Faulty sources. Someone who <laughs> from faulty sources, right.
0: You know, I mean, because like. Well, Terrence, what's the alternative? Where else would we be getting our information? Well, I mean,
2: like the streets, for example. Like if we lived in New York or Portland, Oregon or Seattle or. But even then, we'd only have perspective
0: on that one place. I guess we could be weekly, I could be calling everyone I know in every city of America and asking them what they know. (laughs) Stick your head out the window (laughs) and tell me what's going on. Well, I mean, a lot of Americans
2: um, are affected by everything going on, but they're not necessarily able to participate in street demonstrations and etc., either due to where they live or personal circumstances or whatever. But, I mean, I've been to two protests, one of which was incredibly liberal, the other which was... I, you can't really prescribe any kind of political sort of valence to it it was so uh, um, sort of it was more of a demonstration whereas the, the liberal one I went to was very organized and um, there was speakers insist you know Bag there were pops. speakers there <laughs> there were
1: bagpipes right
0: that's, that's the P. it's really a signal when the every
1: protest i've been to i knelt with the cops and let them in a sinner's prayer (laughs) so if you see those videos going around that's me doing that i'm just trying to get them saved it ain't because i want them to live or nothing (laughs) we should start
2: doing that going around saying that we are a ministry for cops only and when we baptize them we just drown them. We hold them <laughs> underwater.
0: Oh yeah. This is
1: how you your souls are saved. Well, he you know he's in a better place now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I have the credentials but, to deliver their eulogies. So, we're a package deal.
2: Yeah, we exactly. We've got everything you need. Tom does the preaching, I do the dunking. Uh, I'll you sign you the death certificate. The,
1: yeah. <laughs> One-stop shop for for the cop chart. <clears throat>
0: I'll console their family members. I'll take that bullet.
1: Yeah. It well, is so... Go ahead, Tom. No, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: No, no, no. You go ahead, please.
1: No, I was just going to say, it is... It is uh, I'm curious what all this looks like because I just remember what we kind of went through with like the BLM protests and all that stuff like five years ago in Eastern Kentucky. And I'm curious what, uh, what shape this is going to take now.
0: I feel like it is a very different response. But I've already had uh, <laughs> friends who um, were... Uh, particularly um have particular ptsd from that moment in time in Wattsburg who've been very resistant to any <laughs> any local protesting <laughs> already
2: yeah well i mean i was shocked by the i guess we can get in to it now um the the protests in Harlan. So there's been two protests in our immediate vicinity. There was one in Pikeville on Monday. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go. I want to go through this like a timeline because I want to. I want to bring us up to the current moment for, from where we left off on Sunday. Doesn't that seem?
1: That seems uh, right. Yeah. yeah,
2: sure. Because things have just moved so. Uh, profoundly since then I feel like uh, I
0: mean I personally need a timeline
2: yeah and so so yeah so keep in mind the preface I put at the beginning of this this is the perspective of uh, someone who is not involved necessarily in street uprisings um, and is getting most of their information from various social media sources and etc but there could be value in that too um, and I will say, just starting out, the view from Weizberg in the Speak Your Peace section is pretty fascinating. Um, I mean, I've noticed throughout this whole process, um, it's really bizarre. I've seen even conservatives uh, denouncing that cop and what he did. And it's just interesting. Like, what do you think changed between now and in five years ago because all the things that happen i mean every time one of these video surfaces it's obvious it's so obvious philando castile michael brown etc they're all so obvious what was it about this one that like conservatives are being like racism's bad you know they're doing the fucking routine they're acknowledging that there are bad cops it's not not across the board but some of them it's interesting
0: maybe it's because it wasn't a gun it was like Ah, his knee it was like very physical and i mean maybe that's a big fear of people is like that type of constraint and being like literally just like pressed and strangled to death in that quick amount of time
1: right it could be symptomatic of the the liberals moving further to the right you know so that like now they're sort of sunk up could could also be
2: true I think that that is happening to some degree for sure um, so okay so let's go through the p- timeline and then we will um, and then we can start talking about the various responses we've seen and maybe draw some conclusions about the state of the police state itself etc etc so, um, when we last left off, that was Sunday. So, Sunday night was kind of more along the lines of Saturday night. Um, you did get a great tweet from someone saying, DC's on fire in every direction. <laughs> <laughs> did y'all see that?
1: Who said that?
0: I think I remember. Uh,
2: I, it was just some newscaster, probably. <laughs> um... DC was on fire in every direction. Uh, Bill de Blasio's daughter was arrested, and her unredacted arrest record was put up on Twitter by the NYPD. Um, So they fucking, like, they hate this guy, right? And he's still just giving them every excuse. He's giving them every bit of cover for what they do. They even went after his own daughter. This is how (laughs) subservient to the police state. Yeah, this is how subservient to the police state they are. They went after his own daughter, and he's still like, "Please, please, no, please,
1: <laughs> <laughs> please, please."
2: Yeah. Um, so, uh, another thing I have listed here: Cincinnati cops replaced the American flag with a thin blue line flag. Well, I, I mean, welcome to fucking
1: Cincinnati. The fucking cops rule this bla- this fief. Hey, uh, baby, it's F-O- F.O.P. town. Like <laughs> it or leave it. <laughs> um, and then us. obviously,
2: and this is no laughing matter, but then obviously the big thing that happened Sunday night was David McGaddy was murdered in Louisville, uh, and his body was left out in the sun for 13 hours, if not more than that. Yeah, at least. Um, and they released the videos of that, and I, I mean, maybe they released more, but the videos I saw, it did not look conclusive. Although I had people in my mentions being like, he, he has got a gun, you can see it. But I didn't fucking... It looked he, like he had tongs, tongs in his me, hands. But,
0: he definitely did, but, uh, at least at, at most of the night. He was had tongs in his cha- hand, checking a grill. He was fucking working to feed people. Yeah. That was very obvious. And if, right, if at right. some point he the, grabbed a gun, that wasn't clear. But the motherfucker was organizing to feed people. When right. cops descended on his business, that is crystal clear.
2: Exactly. Um, and so you're, you know, you're getting a uh, hopefully by out by mentioning a few of those things. You know, you you are getting some of the, a sense of some of the dynamics. You've got uh, peaceful protests. You've got looting and you know rioting. Even though the demarcation between those two things is incredibly hard for me to determine since i'm not in a city right now and i don't have any on the ground experience um and then you have cops that are overly aggressive right um you know making it personal going after the mayor's daughter uh murdering a man in cold blood like it's um all these things were kind of building up to culminate in monday night. And I feel like Monday night is the night, maybe, maybe you guys feel differently, I don't know, but Monday night is the night for me that it felt like things had reached some kind of, uh, I mean, things had already boiled over long before this, but it was like, it boiled over underneath the burning r- coil on your stove and the whole stove started to catch on fire, you know what I mean? Like, Monday night felt to me to be a very dark thing. Uh, Thing For for a variety of reasons. I, I don't know. Do you guys have any... One night that seems darker than the others? Because for me, it was Monday night for Mon- sure. Monday and I'll tell night, you why, but...
1: Monday night broke my brain and sent me spiraling. It really did. I'm still not in a good place, to be perfectly honest. But that was... Monday night was like... It yeah, for me. Yeah, with... Like... The fucking goddamn troops the general roving the street (laughs) it was just like what the fuck is this shit
2: yeah so monday night we went to a protest in pikeville um tanya and i did and um and it was very you know it was very lib it was very much like don't be racist we got to come together and not be racist it was you know pretty much that kind of stuff there were a few mentions a guy tried to burn
1: a $20 bill. A preacher bill. tried to burn a
0: $20 bill <laughs> at the podium. Wait, wait a second.
1: Wait a Which second. Which is very...
0: Wait, what? <laughs> he said that's what George Floyd was killed over.
1: Okay, right, I see right. the point. There's and a lot that, of people in that crowd could use $20.
0: That's exactly what I was well, thinking. I was like, bro, I'll take said, that $20. Actually, I need this. And he put it back in his pocket. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then he put the fire out? Then he put? Well, the-
0: he he was so he's so full of shit. He couldn't even get it started. Could he start a paper fire? Money's highly flammable. It's covered in germs. <laughs> I don't know how he like tried to get a fire started. He couldn't. Oh
1: my god! Anyway, but the so best part good. though
0: of, of this bit was he said. This is the God America serves, like when he was holding up that money, and he said, we have to kill this God. And I just knew that that was going to be the clip the news ran. <laughs> kill this God. <laughs> like, that was cool. Or I thought that was he cool. he said, this God has to die. I'm pretty sure that was I it. I love
1: to go to that guy's church.
0: No, he's got a bunch of abuse charges. He's a piece of shit.
1: Oh. Oh, wow. I didn't know any of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, fuck him.
2: Well, anyways... Just the,
0: kidding. The, <laughs> no heroes.
2: Anyways, the, the rally was very... I couldn't hear most of the speakers, and the ones I did hear, they were just like, racism's bad, we gotta stop being racist. There wasn't, like, a condemnation of cops or anything. Like
1: Weird thing is, in Letcher County, it never existed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? What never existed? Racism. Oh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Basing that solely untouched. on many years of Martin Luther King Day programming at First Baptist Church.
0: Yep, we got the proof.
1: Um,
2: so the 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 protest was dumb, but it was good to see friends, and we had a good night, right, Tanya? But then and we had ice cream. Yeah, but then I went home, <laughs> and it started. Uh, reading the news, um, and and so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull out some things I think that sent me down the spiral. The first thing, the very first thing, the Louisville Metropolitan Police Foundation purchased a domain name for BriannaTaylor.com oh that linked
0: to a page that talked about how great cops are. About how great they... Page. It was a fundraising What's, page for cops. Yeah. Um, the foundation has denied doing it. I will say yeah, that. They, they said someone is. else did it. But um, yeah. a good friend of mine got it took down. Texas.
2: Um, well, I don't know. Regardless of whether it did or didn't happen, whether they were or were not involved, their behavior over the past week is entirely consistent with that type of behavior. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just zero regard for human life. Like, just the glorification of human brutality. Everything manifests in the fascist vision of the world. Well,
0: I mean, the three or four, we don't even know how many, the handful of people who... Who stormed into Breonna Taylor's home are still on the police force.
2: Exactly. Like they,
0: exactly. why would, you know what I mean? Like they have not been punished. They have, not only have they not been punished, they haven't even lost their jobs. They're still out probably in riot gear in the streets.
2: Oh, I, absolutely. They're
0: working. These murderers, so we know they're murderers. They're probably all murderers, but those three, we at least know with 100% sure that they are murderers. They shot a woman 30 times in her own bed in her own fucking house yeah in the middle of the night like and i just don't no. even solange knowles has tweeted at the fucking kentucky governor and louisville uh, mayor like i don't know what's gonna have to happen people been in the streets every day and night um since the nine one one tape dropped last thursday proving what everyone's been saying for three months um what what else has to happen what what's the escalation do we need to burn down a a fire a fucking police station
2: yeah it might it might come to that um it's hard to know where this is going and, and what momentum it has again it's very hard for me living in a log cabin in fucking east kentucky um so i'm i'm literally just sort of trying to track it all its various permutations and and lurches and etc from around the nation um no so that was an, you you know mentioned Governor Bashir. that was another thing on Monday that put me in a dark place Governor Bashir basically coming out and thanking the National Guard who was probably responsible for David McAddy's death yeah. or the police doesn't matter but he fucking escalated it by sending them in definitely um,
0: they weren't even there, so, they weren't even there two days, and somebody ended up murdered in the street.
2: Yeah, um, so yeah, I, so I got a list of all kinds of shit I saw on Mond- on Monday. Um, roving bands of right wingers uh, with bats wandering around uh, Fishtown in Philadelphia.:
1: Not a great development.
2: No, um, the Los Angeles Convention Center turned into a military base. Um, Not a great
1: development.
2: uh, monday night's the night that they installed a curfew in new york city um it was the night of the what they're calling like the swan street siege in dc where protesters uh where people in that neighborhood um brought protesters into their homes and police were throwing tear gas into those people's homes to get them to flush them out um, there were. I watched one video of cops in front of the Hotel Rosalind in Los Angeles just pointing guns at people on their balconies in their apartments. Oh my god, you've got videos of cops running down streets, throwing tear gas in people's houses, pointing weapons at people on their balconies, arresting bystanders or just people on their way to work
0: literally on uh, box- sh- people riding by on bicycles
2: exactly shooting people um with rubber bullets who i saw one where a girl was just walking home from the grocery store got and got forehead, shot yeah yeah uh i mean they these people are out of fucking control they're out of fucking control
1: um
0: uh, d- point of order here are we still on monday night we are still on
1: Monday night. <laughs> you know? yeah. We haven't even got to generals walking in the streets.
2: Yeah, and so Monday night, Monday night was the night that Trump gave his press conference. And the thing that about that press conference that unnerved me so much was that to clear the road for Trump's dumb ass to walk from the White House to the church, they cleared the fucking road with tear gas. Like, they just fire tear gas into a, you know, a peaceful uh, gathering just to get them the fuck out of the the road. Just, like, that act. It's just little shit like that that just, like, sticks with you. Just, like, their regard for the public. They just don't give a fuck. Like, and this is the logic of broken windows, right? This is the logic of, like, broken windows policing. It's that if you show even the slightest bit of disobedience or, um... Or, subversion to authority, you are by nature a criminal in every in every regard, and that's what all this is about I mean, this is like the idea that people would even be protesting. That's why I think some of these peaceful protests get subsumed into the sort of like riding aspect of it because the cops don't give a shit whether you're peaceful protesting or riding. And honestly, that's probably the, a signal for all of us to stop peacefully protesting because they don't fucking care one way or the other. Yeah. They're still going to fucking shoot you and gas you. Yeah. yeah. I saw a video of pro- peaceful protesters in Philadelphia on the Vine Street Expressway just pinned. Did you see this? Like they were they were pinned up on a on a on a bank, like an embankment in yeah. Philly, right? And just You're right, and cops, in tear gas. Yeah, cops were just fucking.
0: It literally looked like when pe- people trying to climb that hillside. I swear to God, it looked like this like genocidal scene that you would have seen in fucking like Rwanda or something. You know what I mean? Like people literally scaling a hillside to get away from machetes. It was just... Yeah. I've, I've never th- seen anything like that in the
2: U.S. No, I mean, th- these were the images I was, like, sorting through. Was
0: that on it Monday? Was,
2: that was on Monday, yeah. That Philly yeah.
0: thing? God damn.
2: Like, all of this produced this very, like, sort of kaleidoscopic, disorienting effect in my mind. Like, I had truly sunk to the bad place. Like, I was, you know, I was very much, like, the police are making a political statement um, as a sort of collective entity. And, you know, it's really it really can't be um, overstated here how, how they have their own distinct political worldview, you know? Mm-hmm. And you have to adhere to it. I mean, like literally, if you're a cop, you have to adhere to that or they're going to make your life a living hell until you have to quit. I yeah. mean, you're in or you're out.
1: It's like being in Scientology or some shit in a, in a strange way except you're a lot more powerful and influential even. <laughs> right, and you're given a gun. You're given Multiple a gun guns. and you terrorize people keep the rabble in line but now it seems like to, I said something on Twitter the other day and I'm not sure I even fully believe what I was saying but I think I was trying to hit at something is that it's possible that trump has kind of overplayed his hand a little bit and made this whole thing a referendum on the police and i think i think certainly there's elements of that that's true that that just in terms of you know you see like the most milquetoast liberals and even not a few conservatives that are you know at least you know paying lip service to this stuff whereas a couple years ago they would have called you know michael brown a thief or whatever you know um So, you know, I think that's one thing. I think people are kind of, like, waking up to the fact that, like, you know, most of us, particularly poor and working people, don't really live in elitist societies, and we've had dust-ups with cops that we hated. You know, and I I gave the example of my (laughs) my Republican rich cousin, who Terrence once saw pull $14,000 out of his basketball shorts, (laughs) said, (laughs) said, Yeah, I think it's time we do reparations or something like that. So it's, like, just this weird disorienting thing of, like, these people who, like, had kind of, like, leaned on the cops for the protection of their property. You're like, you know, actually, if I look at the duration of my life, fuck cops. Like, they've harassed me. You know, it's basically this, like, taxpayer-paid force that, like, just tries to harm us if we commit minor infractions, you know, and actually don't do anything for the bigger infractions. And also too I think that um uh or rather I think like the 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 sort of thing I got wrong a little bit was sort of underestimating the ruling class's willingness to just leave this hollowed out husk of a world for you know a younger more you know left-leaning you know inheritors or whatever you know so I, I don't exactly think that like i didn't mean to come off sounding like oh well this means we're going to get the liberal joe biden and this thing will start to clean up a little bit like that's not good either because that's how you we're going to get tom cotton <laughs> you know 2024 who came out this week and you know said that actually we should use the full force of the military against citizens <laughs>
2: Well, I, I I but the thing is, Tom, it's entirely possible. I I feel like after this week that Joe Biden will win. I mean, if it was held tomorrow,
1: I feel like he would win. Yeah, I think Trump has no prayer at this point. Like I really yeah, I, mean, I really think he's 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 stepped in shit on this one.
2: Yeah, so Monday night was also the night he gave the press conference in front of the boarded up church with a Bible. That was the quote. They were like, "Is that the Bible, sir?" And he was like, "It's a Bible."
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god! <gosh. laughs> He's so fucking dumb.
2: <laughs> um, and that <laughs> was not he person that fucking dumb and that, but that fucking funny too. Well, that's the thing. Right, anyways, well, regardless, yeah. um, he, he, uh, he, that was the night he vowed to send the military into American cities, which turns out is not a big. not that a popular of an idea i don't feel like
1: yeah i mean that's what i saw that too that's like maybe maybe if we're just going to get dialectical here maybe like the whole tom cotton thing is much to do about tom like that kind of genocidal worldview is not popular like in order to sustain that in this country i mean it would have to be like some sort of military coup situation
2: Well, this is the thing that was so dark for me on Monday night, is on one hand, I feel like the American ideology, the American mindset is so malleable, it's so sort of malleable that people are disgusted by public displays of outright violence, and even something like the military invading American cities. There's something that offends their, like, idea of America about that idea. But on the other hand, you have the MAGA people, and the cops, and, you know, that world view, who view um this type of social control as not only valid but necessary right and i was in and this was what i was feeling reading again this is partially my fault but i was reading facebook comments <laughs> about about the uh harlan county protest that was going to happen the next day and these these comments were just like bloodthirsty they were like uh you know you're gonna these. They're gonna leave in a body bag. I hope they bring a
1: medic. Like you one of them even save Harlan alive, baby. You never. No,
2: there's one of them that said. There's they call this bloody Harlan for a reason.
0: Yeah.
1: They <laughs> may want to tell her that reason what it really is.
0: Yeah. Tr- tr- like grown fucking men threatening children. Yeah. What it was. Right. Well,
2: so I was reading this and I was like, dog. These are the you've got the stormtroopers in the streets and these these are the people that give them a sort of like political validity. Capital, yeah. And and that and it actually makes sense in a sort of dialectical way because those people who leave the Facebook comments are cowards, but they need the police to enforce their genocidal worldview for them. They're not going to actually do it themselves. Which I found out on Tuesday when I went to the protest. There was like I, I, I was shitting my pants before that protest. I was like, is this my last day on Earth? Like,
1: what is going to what the fuck is morning, gonna happen? You literally said that to me this morning. Yeah, morning, you sent me those screenshots. You're like, this might be my last day on Earth. <laughs> I, you know, you don't know.
2: But I went, uh, you know, and there was only, like, fucking two of them. One of them had a shirt that said, take back our country. I don't think they were anticipating that many people to show up. I really think they thought it was going to be a small protest that they could fucking... Uh, outnumber and intimidate, and um, and they
0: a, the way they were talking in the comments, they they like thought it was going to be people they didn't know, people yeah, exactly, outside that, agitators I, I, being paid to come in here by George Soros or whatever, some you know fucked up fucking thing. <laughs> it's like, and then suddenly all these people they've known their whole life are standing on the street, standing on the side of the road, and they just <laughs> packed it up and went the fuck home. <laughs>
1: You imagine, that is a funny bit, Soros sending paid protesters into Harlan County.
0: Truly. Well, dude, this
2: is, all kinds of conspiracy theories like this are going around in small towns, in rural places in small towns. I I just want to read you this, I want to read you this Facebook post from the Curry County Sheriff in Curry County, Oregon. Um, Attention Curry County, all caps. I don't know if the rumors are true or not just yet, but I got information about three busloads, B-U-S-S, busloads, of Antifa protesters are making their way from Douglas County headed for Cuckold to Coos Bay. I was told they are looking for a fight. <laughs> Imagine, just like, in, in, in his mind, like... The Antifa Super Soldiers got into a bus <laughs> and they told they told the gas station attendant, We're looking for a fucking fight, bro. Tell everybody
1: Yeah. Tell everybody, everybody. you fucking know. And that yeah. You know what's so fucking ridiculous? It, it's have you ever met a sheriff that was sane? No. no. I have not a single one. No, of course not. No, the most sane one I ever met was uh like was a horse trainer and sold pot on the side and it was mostly just <laughs> You know, he didn't really arrest nobody. He just kind of used that as cover to sell <laughs> pot. I mean, it's just, it's just,
2: I mean, this is a cancer. It's spread all throughout society. If nothing else, throughout these riots and protests, if nothing else, our demand should be to excise that cancer. Yeah. Like, we have to fucking end these people. Yeah. I mean, literally, end, make their worldview so toxic, it has no place in polite society. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the, that's the demand. People ask, why is there right? That's why. Because we can't keep fucking doing this. It's murderous. It's racist. You know, it's... It's anyways, all is. Preaching to the choir.
1: No, well, and, and two, I mean, it's a good point, because it's like, there is... I mean that's I mean just to belabor a point that's been made a million times, but like when we go to the peaceful protests with like the unity and all that kind of shit, and um, you know uh, making like you know the the woke cop narrative about you know representation and all that kind of stuff, like all that shit does is buffer all this murderous racist shit. Like you can't like there like it has to be like an all or nothing. It's not like. I mean, there's not some good Nazis. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, What? look at
2: this. So there's been all kinds of, like, I'm sure that you two are just as sort of amused and almost sort of sickened maybe by all of the liberal sort of, like, how to be a good white ally, mm. white privilege shit. But um there's that. But then there's the non-profit approach to all this, which is, uh, uh, you know, obviously my favorite. You know, obviously that's where I... that's my <laughs> I, mi- I, I missed beat. the White
1: Allies meeting today at mine. <laughs> <laughs> Um You were
0: going to get paid for that, Tom?
1: Yeah, I should have went. <laughs> Truly. should have went for
2: content, if nothing else. <laughs> well, and so the non-profit world is... Uh... Sorry, guys, hold on. god damn
0: everything's (laughs) blooming i wake up hacking my fucking head off every morning dude it's killing me these are true it's truly a time to be alive right now
2: (laughs) okay all right sorry so anyways um you know like non-profits love this shit because um they can like make little campaigns out of it that are like catchy and like um you know like uh They can look back and they get a nice hashtag and a nice website out of it. Um, So the best one I saw though, Julian Castro or Julian Castro uh, posted this. It's called 8 Can't Wait. uh, Highlights 8 specific reforms local communities can adopt to reduce police violence by up to 72%. Dude, let
1: me tell you just how dark this shit is. Is this the D. Ray McKesson thing, too? It probably is. Like, this is what he came up with? Yeah. Let me tell you what's so fucking disheartening about this. You're tacitly saying there's an acceptable amount of police murder and violence. (laughs) I know. And also, what's uh, even more hilarious about that is, is that, like, Julian Castro is responsible for it. Like, you're the one that legislates that motherfucker.
0: I mean, it's it's almost like this is. I mean, this is really similar to the COVID response. It was like it's like there are a reasonable amount of deaths we have to just take. Except,
1: yeah, yeah. There's a the reasonable
0: with- margin of error if we're going to protect our wealth and capital, and most of that margin of error is going to be ble- dead black people. We're just going to have to face it, folks. This is where they're at. I mean,
2: yeah. I mean, if I could, if I could urge people who are listening to this, who are maybe of the more sort of reformist mindset or see reform as some sort of progress, what you are saying essentially is that there is an acceptable amount of death, um, and uh, that's fine if you if you're okay with that, but. I think that history has shown that that only creates space for more of this to grow and proliferate. And you have to end it. You have to adopt a revolutionary mindset. It's like when you've reached a point in a society where everybody is looking around and saying, well, what's the acceptable amount of deaths here? That's an interesting point to reach in a society. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, we've been saying they are death cults we've been saying that for years now. I mean, maybe it's, it's not an original <laughs> take either, but it's like, well, it's just more proof every day. Well,
1: what's, what's so fucking, so fucking, I, I don't know. I don't know if hypocritical is the right word, but like, you know, like we've said shit when we've invaded other countries. Like one American death is too fucking many, yeah. and so you're getting ready to get it, Afghanistan or whatever. You know what I mean? Like all that tough guy shit. But then back home, it's like ah, there's an interesting tension and friction, and there's like you know some algorithms and <laughs> da 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 da. da. It's like all that shit sucks. Like sabermetrics even ruined fucking the NBA and baseball.
2: Yeah. One if I could pay, just yeah. re- read off some of these reforms, <clears throat> there's eight. These are the eight policies. I mean, this is mind blowing. Absolutely mind blowing. Ban chokeholds and strangleholds. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wow. which I'm sure a lot of uh, police departments already have. They don't fucking care. Because the police are an extra judicial paramilitary force at this point. They're
0: also lazy as fuck.
2: They're also what?
0: Lazy as fuck. They'd rather shoot people.
2: Oh, they'd also just to, rather yeah, shoot. Yeah, would
0: just rather shoot you as getting near your ass.
2: Um. Uh, policy number two: require de-escalation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely like the, the motherfuckers who are going around beating people on their bicycles are going to be the ones who are going to be like all right yes all right it's time to de-escalate." <laughs> like these 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 people want blood they want violence yeah they want they demand you obey at every juncture yeah. you, you cannot question anything they do or say and that mentality is not one suited For de-escalation.
1: No, no, not at all. No, it's like somebody that has violence at their disposal, like, just could rain hell on anybody at any point. And also is usually a remedial person. It's like just the worst, like, confluence of things going on. And it's just like you you can't hope to have a good result out of that here's a here's a good one require warning before shooting.
2: oh my god but that's I mean, like this is fucking phenomenal which will it's, be praised
0: uh, by body cams
2: <laughs> yeah right I mean this is fucking
1: pathetic I'm, well, I mean like this is absolutely fucking pathetic it's it's dangerously pathetic but also the thing too is it's like... What's what's interesting to me is, like, let's say you are a reformist and you believe in these sorts of liberal reforms. They've actually gotten weaker since Ferguson.
2: They have, yeah. <laughs>
1: like, Ferguson in Baltimore, you got body cams, which, uh, guess what? Didn't fucking work, right? You can turn them off at your own leisure. Cops cover shit up. Like, any any, if you're a reformist, any measure that puts you believing the better angels of a cop's nature like in it as like a as like a serious reform is like you're a patsy yeah a
2: rube yeah no these people have their own I mean this is fascinating this is a fascinating subject actually like Tom and I were talking about this earlier today I was reading this article or it was a scholar it was like a it was research I don't know what you would call it what do you call it Tom like a dissertation
1: yeah 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 it, oh, the Duke I mean thing. what's that the thing from Duke you sent earlier? Yeah, it's by this guy named Stuart
2: Schrader, and he talks about like it's called "To Protect and Serve Themselves: Police in the U.S. Politics, Police in U.S. Politics since the 1960s." And it's about how police officers used to serve political machines back in the late 19th and early 20th century, and and everybody knew that they they served the big political machines of cities, whether they were Democratic, Republican, or whatever. But then in the starting in the 20s and it became fully culminated in the 1960s, police there was this push for professionalization. Mm -hmm. And so this notion that police are these like objective sort of external um, mediators of uh, unrest and crime and all this is relatively new. Like people 100 years ago didn't see police like that. That that is a relatively new idea that police are supposed to be these sort of objective enforcers of the law and et cetera, mm-hmm. and over time, what that has resulted in is a sort of entrepreneurial spirit, an individualistic, um, uh, you know, mentality in cops themselves, and that has become molded over time has just become molded and shaped by police unions. And these sort of trade groups, you know what I mean, that like the Metropolitan Louisville Police Foundation or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's it it is its own
1: distinct worldview at this point. And 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 something I want to say too is one that's fully embraced political violence. Because make no mistake about it, these lynchings we see—that's political violence. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's. I, I, I you know, a couple weeks ago I've even said, Yeah, well the police are kind of a paramilitary arm for, you know, politicians, powerful people, blah 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 blah. But in, in like you're right, in a way they've even like transcended that and they're now like sort of shaking down the powerful you see Bill de Blasio, like you know, they were talking about on Chapa or whatever, but like he like on the message boards they're like openly talking about like fucking his wife and daughter and shit like that. And he just gets out there and says well they're just doing a fine job out there there's like new york's finest and all that stuff my question is this what is the point in our recent history which i mean cops have been around for a long time but was it nine eleven that sort of gave them that like springboard into this sort of political legitimacy to become their own sort of block what what do you think it was or is it does it go back further than that like what's that's, What's the sort of linchpin for this?
0: Yeah, I wonder, too, because they really they really had, like, a um Friends of hole moment.
1: Yeah, that's I what I would so, compare it to, yeah.
2: I mean, I would say the springboard was the 1980s and the war on drugs. Yo, yeah, I date? mean,
1: yeah, yeah, Willie Horton and, and all that stuff, yeah.
2: I mean, but, yeah, you have to ask yourself in a situation where cops are openly, I mean, like, Louisville cops walked out, on greg fisher last night right was that last night they walked out on the mayor of louisville yeah. in a protest yeah
1: yeah like
2: that's which they've done to de blasio before too i mean like at that point you have to ask are they serving the interest of the political ruling class and or are they an independent entity at this point are yeah. they, what like what class interests are they serving you're exactly and so, right And so the way that class gets manifested in all this is very fascinating because I think that people need to be on the guard. If you are a socialist or a communist or anarchist or whatever, you have a a, um, sort of class analysis of the world around you, you need to be on guard for a few things, one of which I think is going to be a rise in petty bourgeois and, and small bourgeois like activism. Because I can easily see white small business owners in a lot of these cities being like, we've got to do something about this racism. We've got to go to the mayors and we've got to tell them that this police violence is bad for business. And that is going to run up against the reality of the police themselves. Because the mayors can't do shit about it. The mayors... They're completely.
1: Yeah, that's like what we were talking about last week. It, like, we talk about the rule of law and all this stuff and the people that interpret it. It's like RBG can't walk out into the streets and say, hey, you stop that. I'm more powerful than you. They're just going to tear gas her ass. Yeah, exactly. And they already
0: have been. <laughs> I mean, what is it, the governor? The governor? Can the governor fire these people? I'm sure he could, but they would probably fucking
2: storm the goddamn
1: <laughs> mansion at this point. Yeah, it's it's. you're right. I mean, this is exactly it and I I just it took me this conversation to sort of see it but I've even seen it like in a local way where it used to be the case like the all the cops I knew that because my mom worked at city hall like all the cops I knew would like you know they would like make fun of whoever the mayor was behind his back but they would like suck his dick now they just railroad whoever the county judge is whoever the you know whatever is even each other if they get out of pocket you know what I mean like I like I, in the mid aughts there was a uh, Letcher County sheriff's deputy that it was officially ruled a suicide, right? But there's not a cop in Letcher County that actually believes that was a suicide. They believe that he was actually working with like a federal agency to like sort of like bust up some things that was going on in the local in the like like local corruption and so forth. And it ended up getting killed. So, like, these people, like, even at the smallest town level, are, like, operate like the fucking organized crime outfit. Absolutely. And every time you see these fucking juries, people, it's the funniest goddamn
2: thing when cops get off by jury acquittal and people are like, why do these juries, why do they acquit cops? And it's like, because the cops go and literally intimidate them like the fucking, like, Sopranos like or the something. Mafia, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's it. Because that's, that's how
2: they fucking function.
1: Yeah. There was, wasn't was there, I forget, I mean, I could be botching the details or making this like a combination of, of stories, but wasn't there like a, a uh, judge in New York, I think she was a black woman, that I don't know if she had ruled against like, so, like, yeah, in a way that had agitated some cops or something, but like she ended up like they found her body in the river or something like that. Yeah, you
2: brought couple? this you you brought this up in the last episode. I, I couldn't find it, but I, I I still remember maybe seeing something
1: like that. Yeah. yeah, but like I mean, it's like point is nobody is like above getting touched by these people.
0: So, which this this makes me wonder are the de blasios and brashears are they kind of slowly realizing this too and just shitting on themselves that uh one they have no control and can't let it be shown like they can't let it be revealed in ma- in their media in their press conferences that they've lost control of the cops so for that reason, they can't, like, overstep, and it's just caused this whole, like, ridiculous dance that would explain why de Blasio's kissing cop-ass every day. So are they just shitting right now? Like, uh, there's nothing like, I can do about this, but they can't say that. It's like they're...
2: <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. This is a, that's a great question. I don't I don't think they've themselves have fully realized and this is the this is the part where we realize we are in new terrain because I think it's clear to them now that they don't have control and that's why they keep telling everybody the cops are doing their job just fucking listen to them. And, um, you know, the cops are doing a great job. They're trying to keep things under control. It's the outside agitators and the rioters that are the ones that are, are the menace here. Um, and, uh, and, and so that, that is really... That kind of puts things in perspective for me. Because what that means is that if we emerge from this with cops still intact... We lose. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, that, we lose. Like... The cops, like I don't know, I, we like this has to be the moment because this is the moment. If we go, if we go out of this with cops still intact, that means as a society we will have decided that we can have this, that it's acceptable, yeah. that it that that these people can continue to fucking treat people like this with impunity.
1: Exactly. And, um, and here's the thing, because that's too. what's
2: on referendum
1: right now. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what's uh, on the. The ballot don't, in the streets, don't, right? Don't let fucking liberals
2: try to obscure it for you. That is the referendum: Are cops necessary, and can we do anything about it? And yeah. can we live in a society without them?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I, I, God. This is this is opening my eyes to a lot of things that I've just like seen and never thought, never thought too much of. But it's like if you're again, if you're one of these liberal reformists. And you think that, like, oh, there's not all cops are bad, and 99% are doing a fine job, and blah-da-da-da-da-da-da, whatever, and it can be reformed. You have to know that we will never, ever do anything about inequality, all the things that you say you care about, right? Because let's say all those things you say are true, and this really isn't like this murderous organized crime force like we're saying here, okay? Which is not true, but let's just say for the sake of argument that you're right about that you still have a violent paramilitary group that has an inordinate amount of influence in society and can kill anybody at any time and never see any time or consequences for it. Yeah. It's fundamentally... The existence of police is antithetical to any sort of egalitarian project, any sort of even fucking... like. Really, any sort of even limp dick, fucking sock dim future, we might be, still be <laughs> uh, pining for. But uh, it's just uh, it's just not compatible with any sort of project that's uh, that's liberatory.
2: That values human life. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the glorification and celebration of destroying human lives. That's what that's what their worldview is. Yeah, it's genocide. And like I said, like, there's a name for that. <laughs> and that's why it was very fucking dark on Monday night. It's like, this is the world they want. They want a world in which we, yes, glorify and celebrate the people who kill people in the streets. That That's the world they're fighting for, and the world we are fighting for is the one in which people are
0: not killed for being who they are.
1: Right. Right.
0: This may be dragging us backwards, but I guess it was Monday when Brashear, uh, you know, went on to address uh, Louisville events and talk about David McAddy and he drug, did y'all watch where he drug this, um, some general out, the uh, no, the I National Guard did. guy? Definitely go back and watch it because he says... This National Guard guy, he says, and he thinks that this is supposed to, I guess, um, and, and I'm sure Brashear knew what he was going to go out there and say, they had like prepared this to, to try to prove to everyone how prepared the National Guard was for this as in like right. he literally said that every National Guard member that were in the streets of Louisville this has always been their mission like this is what they've been preparing for is domestic <laughs> whatever so def- right. definitely go back right. and watch it because it didn't make any sense to me I was like why in fucking God, why the fuck would there be a sect of National Guard and their whole mission their whole training is to kill people in the streets that doesn't make any fucking like, or to like mass crowd control and if and right. if that's true where has like you know they've gotten funding and all kinds you know like this is this hasn't been a, a secret right and i'm sure a bunch of fucking democrats have have fueled that fire
2: absolutely and
0: you're everyone's favorite democrat right now brashear who's literally getting all this national attention for his covid fucking response what literally put him in front of cameras to say this as an excuse of what's hap- for what's happened in Louisville.
1: Right. Vote blue no matter who sends in the National Guard to murder you.
0: <laughs> that is a
2: new... So, on our timeline, as we move into Tuesday on the timeline, um, that is a new actor entering the stage. The National Guards. Because I feel like Sunday, Monday, and t- Tuesday were the days that it felt like the military was now going to get involved and this was because trump had said this but then as you said tom earlier you had a general walking the a joint chiefs of staff general walking the streets of dc um you had a black hawk helicopter in fucking washington dc like did y'all see that no
1: what is it what was it
2: um it was a Black Hawk helicopter, like in Washington D.C. Oh C. yeah, it
1: flew really low, like just, just like just above the buildings.
2: Yeah, um, to disperse the crowd. I mean, it was scenes of, uh, you know, I had mult. I I um, you know, when people talk about the movies about pandemics, they talk about like you know. Rioting and the police state, you know, it's like it was a little too on the nose,
1: and that's yeah. why it produced this, like, surreal feeling. Well, I mean, think about it, though, too. I mean, that's also a good point. Like, what is Trump's reference point for, like, how he sees the world? It's 80s movies. <laughs> it's 80s movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, he, exactly. basically, his, his calculus is probably like, well, let's just go make it, like, uh, fucking... uh you Red know, Dawn. Red Dawn, yeah, any of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in, in some ways, it makes total sense. And also to that point, too, and it's, you know, it's like, you know, and I heard him say this on Chapo earlier this week, and it's a good point. It's like there's, like, also this steady fucking diet of, like, benevolent cop shows we've been fed. Like, you could turn on your TV any time of fucking day and guarantee you there's, like, a schlocky game show and, like, six cop shows on, on air at any given fucking time. And, like, it must be, like... I don't know if the goddamn DOJ has, like, a fucking, like, contract with all the goddamn networks or streaming networks or whatever it is. But, like, the the, the express lane to get in your show green light, it seems to just be do a fucking, like, cop show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it pervades everything. It's all around
2: us. Um, yeah. And that's what makes this moment truly revolutionary. Because it's like, what if you could live in a world that that was not a given? What if you live in a world that was actually safe? Yeah. Because this is the thing. Like, th- another illusion is melting away that the cops actually maintain order. We know that they don't because now we have – I mean, we've had this for years. But it seems like what is happening is society is starting to fray in the sense that, like, you've got 40 fucking million people unemployed. I mean, at a certain point, it doesn't even make – like, I've told people this – i've told multiple people this like people have asked me like my opinions on looting and rioting, and it's just like it doesn't matter it's like asking someone's opinion on an earthquake it's just a natural fact it's causative it 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 occurs out of events and decisions and etc it's nothing that like you can't ascribe any kind of value judgment or say it's good or bad it just is yeah and And i love
0: people are gone i love that this is people's gotcha too they're like "Well, well, well what about this looting huh well, what about, what about this looting? What are we well, going to do
1: about a fu- that? That's a fucking cop mentality in itself. I, I'll tell you this story. I, so, I mean, I've talked about it before, but, you know, a guy like my brother's chief of police of Whitesburg, whatever, and now his little brother is like a, you know, as a cop and all this shit too. And I got a friend of mine that called me as they were getting arrested one time by his little brother and said, can you, like, you know – Do something about this, and I called him. (laughs) And I was like, I was drunker than a fucking dog because I was sitting over at Wes Webb's house watching a ball game. And I said, I said, I don't say his name, but I said, "Well, can you? I heard this and this was going on. Can you cut him a break or whatever? Like, this is like, what's what's going on? What have they done?" And all they had done was drive. They were driving on a suspended license. But they had other stuff still open from, like, shoplifting cases or just, like, like kind of petty shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the response was, like, almost overwhelmingly emotional. Like, he was like, you don't get it. She stole from fucking Walmart. And, like, almost had tears in his eyes about it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, my God. But that's the kind of shit that, like, they beat into you. That you have to, like, defend the sanctity of fucking you know, walmart walmart who's Jesus like Christ. the third richest picture, entity in the world <laughs> i saw a picture
2: of um, a bunch of like middle-aged white maggot chuds lining up outside a target in philadelphia to guard it from looters like a target you're guarding a fucking target I-, I can understand if it's like a family-owned small business or something but a fucking target man <laughs> amazing this is the these are the symbols and
1: things that we've you know identified with america well
0: the sanctity of it think
1: about this man every christmas (laughs) we see those goddamn uh polar bears and them coca-cola sweaters sliding down that hill you know what i mean Uh we see we see like you know the little target ads with like the little emotional jingles you know what i mean all that kind of shit I remember being a young guy, and this is just a testament to how fucking dumb I am and how impressionable I am. But I can remember getting emotional to a Coca Cola commercial one time (laughs) that was like, it's like a spoof of like Grand Theft Auto. But like the guy that's like the carjacker is actually like the benevolent carjacker, and he's like getting people, like pulling people out of their vehicles and like toasting them with a Coca Cola and then like. Just, and i just remember being like, oh, man, that's how society needs to be, dude.
2: <laughs> well, we're told to identify those brands and et cetera with society. And it's fascinating to watch those same brands now make all these things. Sta- like fucking SpaghettiOs made of
0: Black <laughs> Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what, like yesterday. What, what were you telling me about the Washington Redskins, Tonya? The Washington Redskins posted a black box said timeout like tuesday
1: a team the whose fucking, name is a literal slur yeah exactly yeah.
0: and my fucking weather app ibm <laughs> did you all see this
2: no <laughs> are they fucking putting messages woke messages yeah. into fucking ibm
0: yes i can't even your weather app i can't now? even open my fucking weather app without this shit do can you see that oh my god tell us what it says tell it the says, audience embrace with parentheses around race right we stand with the black community and want to empower and ensure racial equality <laughs> fuck all the and way the IBM off. is red yellow and green do you think that's trying to say something
2: um let me see so <laughs> if i if i have my history correct um wasn't ibm involved with the holocaust in some way yeah
0: someone i posted that on twitter and someone in my mentions was like oh well that's a big turnaround (laughs) and sent me an article from years ago connecting them with the holocaust
2: (laughs) right right oh god i mean if that again this is another thing where uh, the illusions are revealed because if a corporation can easily adopt that kind of message, you have to ask yourself what that means and what the actual radical position in it is or, or, or in opposition to it is. You know what I'm saying? So obviously there's nothing radical for them to say Black Lives Matter. At this point, it's become a truism, but they're not willing to actually face the, the police state and the people that enforce uh, all that. Um, so it's, you know, it's low cost for them. They can just sort of like do it as a, you know, saving face measure or a way to sort of like wash their human rights abuses or, you know, their labor practices and etc. cetera. Um, but no, it's like, again, you have to ask, like, what is the actual radical position? <clears throat> and the radical position, in my opinion, the radical position is to defund and abolish the police in the prisons and even going beyond that we have to be able to envision an end to racism it has to be something that can end does that make sense because you go to these fucking liberal protests and they're like we just need to be nicer to each other and racism is bad and it's just like well okay what do you think racism is like where where does it come from and like and and, and because we know it's a malignant force in society how do we end it we have to be able to envision society beyond it so how do you do that? But, at, but again, these, you know, the corporations are going to ask that. And the sort of, like, you know, white people flagellating themselves on social media about their allyship and etc. aren't going to ask that either. Because they're just making it about them. They're not actually intra- invested or interested in the notion of defeating racism. I mean,
0: we should talk about what a <clears throat> colossal social media fuck-up Tuesday was did you all see oh on the, Instagram? Black <laughs> the black so did boxes god that, did that end up being an fbi thing probably had to have been yeah i mean it that was most likely some kind of right-wing strategy i don't i, I maybe it was i, I don't know I, I could barely make heads or tails of it um but at this point, I mean, I'm old enough to know, to have seen many colored block social media campaigns that didn't amount to a heap of dog shit. And anyone should be able to see that regardless. But not, not only did it black out some people's only uh, communication, some of people's only communication channels, But people use the hashtag Black Lives Matter to coordinate resources and bail funds and shit. And then now, when you go to Black Lives Matter hashtag on Tuesday and Wednesday, it was just black boxes, nothing, zero information.
2: Yeah. When it I mean it it was literally a page of black. (laughs)
0: Yeah. When it used to be tags of not just protests. Yeah, protest footage, uh, cops. You know, doxing cops. So of right, course right. it benefited cops and right wingers for that to happen. I'm sure they started it, and and uh, uh, I mean, it's just it is it is like in a perfect little box with a bow what white allyship is, right? It's right, like exactly. it literally was was it was obviously so performative, but it literally dismantled in an instant all the work of black organizers right like like who would have even imagined well, they tried to, they could have say. even yeah it like it like just fucked a whole bunch of organizing really fast so it's like two steps forward and and white people will always drag you 16 steps backwards if you let them
2: well, I think the thing is here, I think they they know that you can't walk too far down that road. If you were to ask them, like, how do you actually... How would you defeat racism? How would you end it in society? How would you end white supremacy? I guarantee you a lot of them would just be like raise awareness, preach tolerance, shit like that. You know what I mean? Like they think it's like a numbers game. You just preach the gospel and like X amount of people, you get a critical threshold and critical mass of people. And then it's like, okay, racism's over. (laughs) This is like, maybe it's grounded in political economy. Did that ever occur to you? It actually might be grounded in the way the mode of production, capitalism, it might have something to do with that. Tanya, I'm glad you
1: didn't take that job with Surge that time.
0: Oh, my God. Do you <laughs> know how many times I was fucking... <laughs> not take... They didn't want me. I did not not take it. They didn't want me, Tom. They didn't offer it to me.
1: Oh, okay. okay. I
0: didn't have a choice no, in the matter. They were going to...
1: Out... They'd have had you out there... Uh casting away your whiteness too in front of everybody
0: (laughs) just uh, peeling my skin off (laughs) in the streets that's
1: that's that whole notion is so goddamn funny to like of like ridding yourself of your whiteness
0: i mean i literally don't know what it means I, I, right.
1: Also, it's just you just can't escape it. Is what I'm saying. Either you know, try as you might, you know that is your cross to bear, friends, <laughs> and that's just that's just <laughs> what it is. <laughs> um, but you're right. I don't know what the hell yeah. that even means. Any either, I'm not,
2: I don't know. But, but the, I'm talking from experience here. It's not like I've. I mean, literally my activism between the years 2014 and 2016 was probably exclusively motivated and driven by white guilt hey we
1: are we are veterans of the anti-racist movement too (laughs) and i don't mean that in in like Um, we shouldn't be racist i mean that like like anti-racism as like a political project that's mediated through like the guilt monster like the idea of white guilt and all that stuff
2: and liberal institutions and nonprofits, and et cetera. Like, they benefit hugely from that idea of anti-racism. Have
0: either of you participated in, our, in, our, in a uh, race class race, team?
2: <laughs> what?
0: A race class race activity.
2: I don't know. I don't think oh, so. Oh, God,
0: they're so good. You line up. What is it like? Everybody lines up in the room and we're probably already past time for this giggles but you line up in a room it's the race class race and they ask a question and if your answer to that question is yes you take a step forward if your answer to that question is no you take a step back These they made a game of a privilege on yeah it? yeah yeah so that it's 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 meant to to put all the rich white people at the front of the room and all the poor black people in the back of the room and then they and ask people how they feel. How the fucking fuck do you think I feel? Well, you see this dynamic
2: playing out literally in protests where white people will peel themselves off and put themselves at the front of a protest which just leaves the black people open for cuz cops will hit you from behind. You know what I'm saying? Like that the 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 strategy is to have everybody sort of mixed together. That's solidarity. Solidarity is not Peeling off, segregating by race, it is everybody in it together, or otherwise you 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 give opportunities for the cops to uh, target people in your community. Um, it's it's the it is the uh, it's exactly what you're saying. It's driven by well intentions and good intentions, but it gets sort of mangled as it gets pushed through the fucking meat grinder of nonprofits. and and sort of, like, corporate, you know, diversity tactics and all this shit.
1: Yeah.
0: The road to hell. Paid with good intent. Isn't that in the Bible?
1: (laughs) Well, y'all saw the video going around, too. It's not only, like, the white people doing the, you know, the Planet Roo at Bonnaroo yoga thing to renounce their whiteness. (laughs) It was also, also like, and I I could tell this person was straight out of, like, a surge-type training because she went over to the group. It was like, you know, there was some blacks, some whites, whoever were in this group. And she was like, white people, follow me. Like, we're going to give black people their own space and all that kind of stuff. And then one of the black organizers <laughs> just told her, get the fuck out of here. She's so <laughs> in division. And she's like, no, 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 no. And she kept doubling down. You know what I mean? She kept, like, going back. Like, no, 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 no. Like this is what they taught me at surge right. or whatever. She even
0: had on a, she didn't say that. I'm just saying, no, I could she even had that. on an orange vest. Like she had designated yeah. herself, uh, a little corraler and she was, yeah, doubled down. Like, no, I promise you this is how it works.
1: <laughs> That's brutal. That's just, uh, just a, just that shit sets you up. Not only to just m- completely miss the market. It also sets you up to just for the most brutal self-owns. Um,
2: well so okay so on our timeline we only got up to Tuesday I want to get to Wednesday we'll just briefly mention some of these things because I I think it's it's interesting and it's relevant Um, so uh, uh, so this is Tuesday and Wednesday but we got a few we got a few good gems we got a few good nuggets for example we got Biden saying shoot
0: them in the leg oh god (laughs) was that just yesterday (laughs) that was Tuesday Okay. yeah yeah Shoot unarmed people in the leg. Yes, yeah, in the leg. Unarmed people, listen, just shoot them in the leg. It's fine. Very different outcome than if you shoot them in the head.
1: Listen, we've talked extensively about uh, you know like how to do incre- like incrementalism the right way. <laughs> right, right. If 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 the standard bearer in mainstream politics, if the best he can come up with is shoot them in the leg, that almost to me is like one of the darkest things I can imagine. Like that, like. The most immediately viable alternative, you know, for everybody that says "go bully them at the ballot box" and all that dumb shit, yep, is a guy saying "shoot them in the leg." And it reminded me of when me and Terrence started this radio project called Bridge Sitting, and we just did these interviews with these guys who were all like probably in their fifties and sixties now, but had these vivid memories of like how they would just be hanging out on the bridge in downtown Whitesburg, and the cops would just come shoot, literally shoot them in the legs. Literally, just fuck, yeah. Just literally shoot them in the legs and fuck them, beat them up, just for like hanging out on the bridge.
2: Yeah. Now that 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 is the you're right, Tom. And and again, why does it not factor into people? Like, why are they rioting? Uh, could be that they're all out of work. Also, could be that there's no political alternatives. Why wouldn't you riot when the fucking alternative is a guy saying shoot? I'll shoot him in the leg. You know, it's did, did just you, like there's nothing
1: there for us. The did, system needs to fucking go. Did you see Alyssa Milano saying I'm starting to think we should have the DNC should have supported Bernie Sanders?
0: Oh my God, no, she didn't. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? No, I swear, swear to God, not. yeah.
1: I, 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 to, <laughs> to be to be fair, it could have been one of those Photoshop things, but I think it was real.
0: That's the Me Too girl, right?
1: Yeah, that she just yeah. keeps keeps on like owning herself over b Too.
0: Maybe we should have picked Bernie Sanders. <laughs> that ship sailed, bitch.
2: Yeah, Bernie's, Bernie's out here talking about raising cops' salaries.
0: Yeah, I saw t- that. To
2: attract, attract better—yes, he literally said we should—one of the policy proposals he has is raising cops' salaries to fucking attract higher-trained or
1: better, you know, temperamental cops. Here, here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that. Everybody thinks cops make shit. And, like, in places like Whitesburg and stuff, they, they do, like, just on their—like, sal- like what the city, institution, municipality pays them— But they also get massive retirement incentives, and also hazardous duty pay, which is like where they really butter their bread at. Right. And in Whitesburg, this has got to be some kind of illegal thing. All the cops live in the housing projects for free, for for almost free.
0: Well, there's a sheriff that lives on Cram Creek in a garage. Me, Michelle, were just. We. I'm not gonna. Docs him yet. We'll save that, but we've, we've figured out who he is. Uh,
1: well, in the housing projects, this was a big thing. This was like, so the person, the woman that ran the housing projects was the administrator of the housing projects, was doing all this nefarious shit where she was skimming off the top and all this stuff, and she created this policy that she would let police live in public housing in Letcher County for, like, a flat rate of, like, $20 a month or whatever it is. God. So, like... To put that in perspective, my mom was a single mom raising a couple kids, and when we lived there, our rent was like, you know, like two hundred something dollars a month or something like that. this is like '90s money, so it was like, you know, yeah. it's it goes by income. But like, if you're a cop, basically for the cost of a you know a dinner at fucking Sazon, you could go, you could just have your housing paid for. It. Yeah, and only because they 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 can't give it to you for free. But it's just so fucking disgusting, and and. Like when people say, "Well, we need community policing," I think of that. I'm like, actually, that's that's not great either. Well, <laughs> you that's know what not I mean? the
0: word. It's like when when people say, "Well, what do we do with what do we do for this this this?" All of those things are none of those are ideal. What you want cops to do? We want them to be social workers. Like what we actually need are social workers <laughs> and like trained healers and shit. You know, like this is not.
2: What we actually need is to abolish private property yeah. Yeah. and abolish the idea of a surplus population. Uh, we need a working class actually running shit. Yeah. 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 And the end of capitalism, really. Anyways, I digress. But I want to talk about Biden a little bit more um, because on that same day, George Bush endorsed Biden. Is this a real story? Did this? Because ha- I couldn't really find... Uh I couldn't
1: find verification of that. It feels like that would have been a big news story if that would have been the case. But I don't know.
0: Oh, you think Bush maybe didn't? That, what it was, or maybe I think.
1: or maybe it was just bad information that's going around out there.
0: No, what it is is the
2: Bush administration alumni formed a pro Biden super PAC, and so some uh, websites ran with the headline "George Bush endorses Joe Biden."
0: Ah, okay.
2: Um, and I think that's what it was. But regardless. There, That's an interesting bit of information. I don't know if George Bush would ever actually come out and openly denounce Trump and support Biden. He might, he might not. Do but,
0: go ahead. What is the right wing... I mean, I guess Biden is a, as good a Republican as any. Uh, but I wonder if, they, if they're turning on Trump now. I wonder if it's like, oh, he started a race war. <laughs> if they're going to...
2: I think that they think that this is all tied into COVID, and uh, I mean it is. They're not wrong, um, yeah. but I think that it's the mismanaging of coronavirus. Okay, gotcha. And everything else, you know, the recession, et cetera. They're they're pinning on Trump. I mean, like Trump's own defense secretary came out yesterday and Wednesday and broke with him about sending the mil- the military into cities, and then wow. James Mattis, a former defense secretary, was out there calling him like a. I don't know. He was, like, r- openly insulting him. Like,
0: Yeah. Some advisors, some military advisors quit on him.
2: I mean, I remarked on Twitter, just kind of, I deleted it, but I wasn't that wedded to it. But it does kind of feel like the... <laughs> I got to learn that lesson. <laughs> when I'm not fully wedded to something, I just need to go delete it. Um, but it did kind of feel like the French Revolutions of, like, 1830 where, like, things had gotten so far right-wing that even the liberals were like, God, we let things get out of control. And, like, the old heads of state had to sort to step in. And, the you know, Charles X had to abdicate. They had to put Louis-Philippe... It kind of felt like that. Like, maybe George Bush and some of these right-wingers would be like, all right, this Trump thing has gotten out of control. It, it's manifested in the attitude of the cops. Like, the only way to keep, put a cap back on this is just by installing this senile... You know, empty puppet of a man. But I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, if if Bush had actually endorsed Biden, I would have a little easier time seeing that. But I guess he didn't actually endorse him, so. um, But but we did get a great quote from Nancy Pelosi. Uh, what, <laughs> um,
1: what did the what did the clapback queen have?
0: Said? Yeah, I missed this. Clapback.
2: Clapback queen said, "If this whole capital burns to the ground, the only thing that would remain is our commitment for Israel."
1: what are you fucking serious are you sure
2: (laughs) she said this at the American or Israeli American council I guess there was like a (laughs) she may not have actually said this is another thing again going back to my thing she may have actually said that at another time um, and maybe people latched onto it and put it out there but
0: what the fuck uh,
2: Wow. Yeah. There's
1: people I heard fucking get murdered by police and all this shit. And she's like, listen, if all this goes away tomorrow, <laughs> you can rest assured.
0: I know, she might as well just said, if the U.S. ends, we'll just become Israel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just declare ourselves an Israel territory, an Israeli territory. Oh, oh my fucking God. Oh my God.
2: Well, anyways, that's that's about the timeline. I, all that I had left on here was last night. So you've got some of these curfews going on. I mean, you know, there's been developments in Minneapolis we haven't talked about. They arrested more of the officers involved, and they upgraded Chauvin's uh, charge to a second-degree murder charge. Yeah. I think they thought that it would, would be another concession to get people to stop coming out into the streets.
0: The school system um, kicked canceled their multi the police station's multi million dollar contract to provide security to the schools. And the state of Minnesota opened up a civil lawsuit against the Minneapolis P D.
1: Well I got yeah. a new update that just Came across the news wire here that the interns brought over to me on a slip of paper. <laughs> the Minneapolis City Council is considering disbanding Minneapolis Police.
0: Yeah, I saw that right before we got on too. Well, it's
1: it's it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting moment because
2: you are going to have several different um, sort of class positions on this, and uh, and you've just kind of got to you know make sure you keep the ground beneath your feet sort of steady, you know, and know what you believe in and what you want to see out of this. Um well
0: and to but expand on updates and misinformation as there's there are updates, people tagging me literally while we're sitting here about um them reopening Brianna Taylor's case, but it's like Kentucky hasn't done that. They have not reopened her case. The FBI said that they were going to investigate her case back in May, at the end of May like two weeks ago. And nothing has happened. And people are like circulating that article again. Right, right. I mean,
2: it's all... Tom and I were talking about this earlier this week, but it is all in service of this incredibly sort of postmodern reality of you can have a million different realities. You know, people people can live in their own exclusively algorithm-tailored worlds where do you think where, where they oh, go ahead sorry
0: no i interrupted you i'm sorry but do you think there? to that end, do you think there are people who've been able to like mute all of this out of their reality uh yeah i think so
2: yeah um if not you know it's like they've been able to filter it through their selective news sources um so I guarantee you, there are people out there, liberals, who are one hundred percent convinced that this is all Russia. That Russia oh finally did God. it. Russia finally dealt the death blow to us, <laughs> and they, and they are one hundred percent convinced in that because again, we live in the world where you can have a million different realities, you know, just like. <laughs> but that's that is a product of this sort of like no alternative capitalist realism world we live in. And what we are seeing in the streets is the negation of that, the resistance to that, the idea that history can actually move forward, and it can move forward in a direction that is emancipatory and makes people's lives better. And that those are the stakes. That is what is at stake. Because I guarantee you, there will be a push from liberals like Obama and Biden and maybe even George Bush to adopt the obama Uh, sort of mentality to all this because this is actually what the liberals prefer and it's like you were saying yesterday to me tom the, the the liberals want it's it's good for everybody if you can just slap a sort of liberal face on it like obama and uh give lip service to the struggle itself but still allow for heavy crackdown on the protesters like what happened in ferguson and Baltimore. And you know, et cetera, et cetera. Back in 2015, I mean, because again, who is the fucking president? This is what this is what drives me crazy when people talk about the Democratic Party and all this. It's like, like the mayors and governors of all these fucking cities and states are mostly fucking Democrats. They're mo- like, what? At what point does that cognitive dissonance just like explode in your fucking
1: brain? Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just infantile, really, at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's
1: it's funny to see them like, like, yeah, anyway, anyway. Uh, did you see this thing? Um, where like the news is already saying like, in response to the protests, COVID nineteen cases are spiking. Like in the wake of the protests, uh, dude, like the protests th- haven't even been going on a week. Like like yeah, the, the incubation period isn't even like won't be known till like next week.
0: Yeah, right. And- what happened before protests started is they started reopening all these goddamn states
1: all Right, right you're right to all the, the, resorts. the reopening no,
2: is- it should not be lost it's a great point tanya it should not be lost the, most of the reopenings were already occurring before the fucking protests
0: yeah. even in kentucky yeah. a more like conservative rollout they had started on may 22nd basically yeah, yeah. everything okay. was open by then
1: You can't start moralizing and putting that on the protesters and all that stuff. But there's a darker reality, too, where it's not inconceivable that, like, I don't want to say this. I don't know, because I just, I just, it goes down too many tangles. But, like, the murder of George Floyd could also be tied to this idea of, like, you know, maybe they knew people would take to the streets. You know what I mean, and maybe they could pin like the proliferation of these cases have something to pin that on, and oh my God. It also it also serves the dual function of this whole idea of liquidating that excess workforce we've been talking about. But well, what we're getting at here—that's a totally black-pilled theory, by the way, but.
2: Well, but what we're getting at here is that there's a million different interpretations of what's going on right now. Yeah. And if you really uh, are invested in building a better world, you have to be able to tease out, um, you know, the wheat from the chaff, uh, however the saying goes. And you do that by knowing what you believe in, you know? Yeah, uh, and that is really what it means to be courageous during these times. It is knowing what you, what it is you believe in, and it means searching for answers. It means digging deeper. It means reading, and it means struggle. It's a t- it's both. It's both of them. Both of those things. Um, the struggle reinforces the, the uh, investigation. The investigation reinforces the struggle. It's a dialectical process. And so if that's what if that if you're trying to uh, build a better world you have to do those things and um you know and and so I I don't know I don't have a I don't really have any prescriptions for people in this street. I live in a fucking log cabin so I'm not <laughs>
1: <laughs> this I can't life. really
2: tell you what to do or don't do. I just I can only give you broad generalizations. <laughs>
1: Before, before we close here, let's just take a 38,000-foot view of this for one second. It's like something out of that fucking movie Crash or some shit. You remember when we, when we did the dramatic reading of Crash? <laughs> Think about yeah. this shit, how, fuck, how fucking interconnected this is. You have a cop that murdered a guy that he worked with in a restaurant for two years. An attorney yeah. general from that state let this guy off the hook three times who is now the front runner to be the vice president of the United States. Uh, Klobuchar? Klobuchar. Yeah. In a time when you have Joe Biden fresh off his breakfast club remarks a couple weeks ago before everybody took to the streets. We didn't even talk about
0: that. If you don't
1: vote for me, you ain't black. We did talk about
0: it. We mentioned it. Oh, we did? Yeah, because I didn't know. I hadn't heard.
1: (laughs) My fucking brain. It's just so. Uh, it's just the weird intertangling of all these. Like, it's. Oh uh, man, it's just so fucking. Well, that's what to think that.
2: About. That's why it seems surreal. You watch these things, and everything seems surreal, and they seem surreal. It's because that's reality actually facing us. It's actually our ability to see it for what it is, without all of these sort of mystifications and illusions of liberalism and capitalism, etc. We are actually witnessing it for what it is and you have to lean into that full force because that's how history moves forward yeah and so that again that i think that would be my closing statement on that tanya you got a closing statement (laughs) hardly hardly
0: hardly no yeah i don't (laughs) Uh. I mean, there are three more protests in East Kentucky coming up, and I just wonder, you know, what what we will see here as this keeps happening, as these little cities keep having little demonstrations. Yeah. I mean, there have been demonstrations in all 50 states. I found a Twitter thread of photos and videos of all the small towns, but people's definition of a small town bewilders me. <laughs>
1: albuquerque yeah yeah it's like raleigh
0: (laughs) oh okay
1: (laughs) god can you believe those bunch of hicks down there in fucking charlotte are
0: protesting (laughs) but like my hometown has a protest planned that i'm you know get to go to um and we'll see we'll see like As this keeps happening, even tiny little towns are gathering together to be like, what the fuck is going on as liberal as a lot of them have been so far? At what point do the cops get sick of that, too?
2: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I encourage everybody, I mean, if you're in a small town, definitely go to those things because the sort of class antagonisms need to be revealed. Um, You know, you can either do it by observation or if you have enough people, by, by force. I'm not, like, talking about literally getting guns. I mean, like overwhelming their protest with your protest. And um, mm. and so it's, it's... I don't know. But it, to go and get a lay of the land is important. As you're saying, yeah, a lot of these little... Maybe smaller town ones are, are more liberal. They're more... They are more of the flavor like uh, racism is bad. We got to come together and et cetera. And that's just not going to cut it. Uh, and I think more and more people are coming around to that. But uh, it requires us actually... Getting off the internet and meeting with people in a common struggle. Socially distanced, of course. <laughs> but, um, you know, that 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 is the next step. So, if we're actually trying to do something here. So, anyways, I guess that's a good spot as any to sign off. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. If you have... A Burning desire for more content, you may go to patreon.com/slash Trillbilly Workers Party. That's
1: P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/slash Workers Party. Church now, so your contribution be 100% tax deductible going forward. <laughs> <laughs> little joke, uh, there. a little humor for you.
2: Yeah. Um, But thanks for listening. You can support us there, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.